we doing, guys? Thanks for uh, tuning in to Millspec Believer, episode 8. Excited for this episode. It's a little different than uh, what we're usually attacking here on the Millspec Believer podcast. Today we're talking about rest, uh, but before I get into that, just want to invite you guys to connect with me on Facebook or Instagram. Just look me up, Millspec Believer. And uh, some of you already have done that, and I appreciate the encouragement. I appreciate the conversation and just connecting with another believer who uh, is trying to be bold. So, again, please do that, and excited to connect with you guys. So, today we're talking about rest. Um, The nature of what you do in the military whether you're in operations, support, whatever, you find yourself in need of rest. You are deployed. You are consistently going to different training opportunities. And you're busy. Like, everyone knows there's a stigma about being in the military that you're busy and you're gone a lot. You know, like, that's just obviously up front. Whether you're in the military or not, you can relate And even for those who aren't in the military, talking about your civilian job, if you work 9 to 5, Monday through Friday, some of you Monday through Sunday, you need a break. Like, you're working a lot, and it's always good to step back and get a little time to refit, recoup, and um, before getting after it again. And obviously, an example of that would be, like, post-deployment vacations or... Uh, time away with your family, because um, if you if you don't take those things, then you're in in danger of burning out. Some of the the most productive people, some of the people who get after it the most, burn out, and then they they don't want to be there anymore. They get jaded, and it's not a good thing. So I mean, you got to take care of yourself. Make if you're a position of leadership, make sure you're taking care of your people. So your people can get rest, um, like take leave. (laughs) Like if you're in the military, you get a certain number of days a year. Like that's there for a reason. You got to take it. Uh, some dudes will have like 60 days saved up because they haven't taken leave in that long. And that's wild. Like I, I definitely get it. There's definitely times when you look at your schedule and you're just like, I don't know when I could take time off like this is the ops tempo is too high this is crazy and so like I definitely understand those times um but I'd I'd also say if you're in a position of leadership like don't micromanage your guys to such an extent that you can't even step away yourself like grow the machine that uh that you have in a way to where it can run itself and and you trust those dudes and they trust you and there's good communication flow both ways so that you can step away if need be because the time's going to come when you're going to need to take a break. Um, it was really funny. We were at a army exercise a few years ago uh, at the National Training Center. So it's out in Fort Irwin in the middle of nowhere. It's a big sandbox out there to replicate deployment life and you basically go on a quote-unquote deployment for two weeks over there and 
it's a big armor on armor fight in the middle of the desert. And when you're out there, it's very busy, very stressful. Uh, I'd say for the army, they're they're working insane hours because obviously they're in the middle of fighting a, a, a war. And the, the S3, uh, if you don't know what that is, it's operations. And the officer who was in charge of that, we were like at least halfway through this event. And this dude had not stopped working for like a week straight, like at least a week straight. This dude probably hadn't slept. Um, he didn't hand anything off to the night shift or to the morning shift. Like he just ran everything and everything went pretty smooth sailing there. And then he literally starts freaking out and asking us if anyone hears ringing this dude went insane. He didn't sleep. He didn't hand anything off. And he starts hearing ringing and, and he starts getting very impatient. And it was laughable at the time, right? Like, you know, you can kind of go back around your dudes and be like, well, what's up with that dude? <laughs> but like, like, honestly, like, dude, that dude didn't hand anything off. Like he tried to do it all himself. He didn't take any rest. And like, I think that's just a, a easy example to see that and just go, yeah, like, get some sleep, hand off your, your priorities to someone else for a minute. You got to take your take yourself uh, into consideration as well as the whole brigade of soldiers that you're worrying about. So obviously that's clear. Like, in the military, you got to rest. Uh, there's def- it's an awesome job. It's a cool job. Uh, all those things are true. Obviously, if you've been listening to this podcast, then you can tell that I love the job. But rest is just essential. Like you have to take time away. You have to recoup. And and in the Christian walk, if we look to Scripture, then God tells us to rest. Like he he puts it in the plan so that we can rest spiritually because. He understands all things. He knows all things. He knows how our bodies work, and <clears throat> he knows how our hearts work. And so let's look at the scriptures. What does the scripture say? So Genesis 2, 1 through 3, uh, just for context, Genesis 1 obviously is creation and God creating the earth. So Genesis 2, first six days have passed. This is day 7. Genesis 2, verse 1, Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. God is setting the standard up front that yes work is good yes those things are good but rest is essential if you look in the new testament as we get to you know when jesus is alive and he's walking the earth jesus runs into some issues when he's um around the pharisees and if you don't know who the pharisees are basically they were the religious elite of the time uh, during that day and age and they held the law perfectly, at least in their 
at least in their hearts, they thought they were. They were really legalistic and and held to the scriptures in a way that they didn't really look to God to save them. They were trying to save themselves by obeying the law and judging others who weren't. And basically, there's a, a moment where Jesus heals someone on the rest day, you know, on the Sabbath, and they question him, they try to entrap him, and, and they're wondering, why did you heal a man on the Sabbath? Like, why did you do work, quote-unquote work, on the Sabbath? Like, aren't you perfect? And, you know, they're trying to catch him and entrap him in that. And um, I love his answer to this. Uh, he says, eventually down later in the passage, he says, John 5, verses 39 through 40, You search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life, and it is they that bear witness about me. Yet you refuse to come to me that you may have life. I love that verse. He's he's directly calling them out saying, you're in the scriptures, you're doing that, but you don't have a relationship with me. And our relationship with Christ is essential. It's it's what gives us access to the Father. It's what gives us access to eternal life. Are the scriptures everything? Yeah, they are, but they're all pointing to him. And if you're viewing the scriptures in a way that's pointing to yourself or pointing to something else other than Christ, then you're reading it wrong. And I can say that clearly from reading the Bible, it points to him. And I think some sometimes verses can get taken out of context and be made very personal. Um when really, like, no, those verses are there to point you to Christ, it's, you know, and so I'm not going to go into a lot of examples of that, but I just think we got to be careful when we're in the scriptures, one, not to have the scriptures keep us from Jesus, you know, like, don't be so wrapped up in every word and, and taking things out of context to where you're not even looking at Christ. Um, but two, what we get out of that is it's about your heart. I'm not going to sit here and say, you have to go to morning service, evening service, don't go out to eat, go home, because you don't want to encourage other people to not go to church. It's about your heart. And and I've gone through a lot of, a lot of things in my life where I've tried to align my heart with the Lord, and I've tried to figure out what does God want for me in this moment? And every time when I turn to the scripture, ultimately, if there's not a clear right or left answer in scripture, God's looking at your heart, guys. Like he wants our hearts. Uh, He wants us to look to him. And on Sunday, on the Sabbath day that he has set aside, that's our day to do that fully. Like we should do it every day, but that's our day to fully step away from the world and just worship him. So how do we do that? How do we do that on Sundays when you when you wake up to when you go to sleep? Like how as a Christian are you supposed to do that? I'd say it's different for everyone. And everyone is in their own unique circumstances. Um, I think scripture is clear not to forsake the assembly. 
and to and to actually attend worship somewhere. So I think we can step aside and say that is clear that you should be going to church. Um, I think when I was younger, I viewed that kind of as a check in the box as a Christian. I was like, okay, I'm going to church, I'm reading my Bible. But no, like as I've grown in my spiritual walk with the Lord, like church is essential to your well-being as a Christian. Um, It's a chance for you to participate in worship with fellow believers. And it's a chance to step outside of the world into the church and, and worship. I don't think what our day of rest is is a full day of relaxation. And I think that's kind of maybe how the world has twisted it a little bit. Sundays are generally very relaxing. You know, you got work the next day. Like, this is your last day to relax before getting back after it. And it's confusing because the Bible is calling you to rest. It's calling you to rest. But if you've participated in a full day of worship at church on Sunday, you know, like, I'm married. I got two kids. Like, I'm wrestling the kids sometimes throughout church, and it's not very physically resting sometimes to wake up, go to church, you finish up, you get lunch, you chill for a sec, and then you go back again that night. And, like, I love that, but at at the same time, like, that can be very exhausting, (laughs) like, honestly. Just with kids and everything, it can just be tough, but... God's not calling you to a day of relaxation on Sunday. He's calling you to a day of spiritual rest. So I've been to a a few different church denominations. Um, I grew up going non-denominational, and uh, mainly now I I find myself just seeking a Reformed church. Uh, You can hit me up offline if you have questions about what that really means, or you can look it up for yourself as well. But um, really, I'm seeking a, a church that is scripture-based and that uh, is diving into the Word every Sunday and is looking to Christ for all things. And something I love about uh, the PCA, the Presbyterian Church of America, that's just another denomination that is typically Reformed. And something I love about their order of worship is when you show up on Sunday— the entire service is meant to be worship. Um, there's different, it's well planned out. There's different times for different things throughout the service. And it's maybe a little more formal because of that. But wow, like you just walk away feeling so refreshed because your entire service was dedicated to worship. Whereas, uh, I'm not going to speak for all of uh, mega churches, but. I have been to a lot um, over my lifetime, and and just a lot of these mega churches guys just are not are not uh, spiritually restful. They're very relaxing in the sense that they're so big that no one really knows anyone. So you're just showing up somewhere, and even if you don't show up, no one's really going to ask where you were. Um, They have a market right outside of the church doors. You know, you're getting your coffee, you're getting whatever you need. You're going into worship. It's maybe a a 10-minute sermon, you know, that's 
about making you feel better about yourself and, and making you, uh, making you feel like you're a good person. Like there's some, some really jacked up stuff going on that's being labeled as Christianity. And that is not spiritually restful. Like it might make you feel better about yourself when you're leaving those doors. But if your worship service is not pointing to Christ, like then it's just self-worship. You're just sitting there and, and make, trying to make your yourself feel better. And ultimately, like I do walk out of church feeling rested. I do walk out of church feeling more relaxed because it refocuses me on Christ. And when I walk out those doors, I'm, I'm at peace and, and looking at Christ for all things. And it, I think it takes stepping away from work. It takes stepping away from those things in order to get a good refocus. You know, there's interesting circumstances, right? Like I, I'm in the Air National Guard, so I, I work on Sundays sometimes. Uh, there are certain Sundays that I'm doing training or I'm, I'm deployed or, you know, you name it. And so, like, I don't want to sit here with a, a rod and, and say, like, you guys are doing it wrong if you're working on Sunday. But I think you do need to uh, know that this is what God has called us to and, and find some way to do that, some way, shape, or form. Like, I definitely think... It's clear in scripture that you should be a part of a church. You should be attending. You should be involved in that church, serving. I think that is 100% clear in scripture. But obviously there's life circumstances. And so I just want to say you should still seek spiritual rest on Sunday, even if you're not able to get into a place of worship. Um, There's plenty of ways you can do that. You can listen to a sermon online, you know, like obviously... COVID has given all of us a taste for that, but there's plenty of ways to where you can still set Sunday apart to where sure you might have to work some that day, but at least you're putting some extra attention and focus into, um, who Christ is and what he's done for you and the worship of him. There's a lot more that I could dive in to church types, um, what makes a good church and you know that might be a different podcast episode in itself um but the the biggest point of this episode i just wanted to encourage you guys to find rest find spiritual rest and make time for that because as a christian that's going to empower you um because the gospel is what empowers you and that's hopefully going to be what's being presented to you at your church. And if it's not, then find the new church. But that's what's going to give you uh, the strength to go back into the world for another six days and, and be a light. So again, I hope this is encouraging for you guys. You know, obviously it's Monday. We got a whole week ahead of us before it's Sunday again. But I just want to encourage you guys, start thinking about your Sunday. Start planning your Sunday because... I say that's part of it too. You got to set your Sunday up for success. Like if it's Saturday night and you're going wild and staying up late, you're going to wake up. And if you do find yourself in church on Sunday, 
how, how are you even setting yourself up in a place to focus or listen or hear the words that are being presented to you? Um, I've found myself there plenty of times, so I'm speaking from a place of experience. So I'm not trying to judge you guys, but I am just putting it out there that like we're called to worship on Sundays, and, and I think you need to set yourself up for success. If you guys have any questions, hit me up on Instagram, Facebook. Like I said, I love those avenues to be able to connect with you guys. Like I said, some of you already have done that, and I appreciate it. And I look forward to continuing those conversations and just hearing any inputs you guys have about the podcast or, or what you guys actually want to hear on here. You know, I, I have a heart for you guys. I want to encourage you guys and um, definitely want to tailor the podcast to the audience. So anyways, hit me up. Have a good week. I'm praying for you guys. Stay in the word. Stay in prayer and uh, be bold. I'll talk to you guys next week.